with your hosts, John Jowski, Pat Powers, Chris Cowan, and Greg Wolf. This is the X-Step Podcast. I, I thought that the second part was already, like, threw me off guard, but, like, they have no plans for the second one yet. Like, nobody's commissioned it as far as I understand. But I thought it was good. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I don't. I just don't see that studio investing all that money in a part one and not having plans to finalize it with at least a part two. Like I just think that what you heard is non-factual. I don't know. It was some fairly reputable film reviewers on YouTube that do like a lot of the big, um, like new rock stars, Screen Crush, a couple of the big film review channels. And they had talked about it, and that was one of the things that they said is okay. part two hasn't been... Well, I just Googled, out. when is Dune part two coming out? And the answer is October 20th, 2023. Okay. Well, apparently it has been greenlit now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that ends that. So, okay. Sit corrected, Johnny. Fantastic. Yeah. So, okay, good. Well, part two should be really good. I'm looking forward to seeing how Paul's dynamic with you know, evolves in part two. It, I felt like the movie accelerated. Like there was a point where it just, ah, uh, yes, I agree. Yeah. It just went I, to the hundred percent. It was like, no spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. No, 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 <laughs> no, it was slow, slow, slow. And then kind of rushed through some things. I wish they had let breathe a little bit more. Interesting. Yeah. I think the pacing well. was another thing that I would maybe critique a bit. Because the slow, Art, there's like, you know, it's the first installment of a series. Like, Lord of the Rings did a really good job, I think, in this. I was going to say that. Yeah, like, that's the... it's, it's so hard to get pacing right. You Any series, especially if there's going to be a lot going on, you got to get people hooked, but you don't want to move too fast. You get that same. I'm not a very critical person when it comes to, like, consuming media. So, you know, but there will be times when I'm like, this just took way too long to get good. But, you know. Sometimes you just do that. Like you get like some of your, you listen to an album and you listen to the first four songs. They're not your favorite, but you do it to get to that fifth song, you know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like the Lord of the Rings franchise did that really, really, really well. Like yeah. every, all of the movies except Return of the King, I felt like the pacing was perfect. Return of the King, I think was a little slow. And I think a lot of that was because they tried to shoehorn a lot of stuff that didn't need to be in there, in there. And the Fellowship, I feel like the pacing was great, but that's because they omitted so many things that I wish they hadn't. Um, like, I wish that the Tom Bombadil scene, I wish that that whole arc was still in the movie. But other than that, like, I feel like they, the pacing in the Lord of the Rings movies was great. And things like, okay, so like the Harry Potter franchise, they left a lot out of that. And I feel like there was some of that too, where it was like a little slow and then it would speed through things where I wish they had, bre you know, let breathe a little bit more and then they would right. speed through, you know, but it's, I don't know. It is what it is. But overall, I really liked, I liked Dune. I was entertained yeah. even though it was like freaking three hours long. A lot of people said it was pretty awesome. So I look forward to seeing it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, yes. I, I, 
I've watched it at the comfort of my home, but I've heard that the experience in IMAX is totally as worth did it. I. That's what I heard yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Is it a Disney franchise? Lionsgate and uh, okay. it's Warner Brothers. Yes, yeah, so it's HBO. It's okay, Warner so Brothers it's and Lionsgate. Right. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah, but not yet. Anyway, it was. <laughs> I, I don't. I forget the director. I forget who directed it. I can't, yeah, I can't. Uh, Villeneuve. I think uh, a lot of his? wide shots. A lot of yeah. A lot of wide shots. So like yeah. the the experience. If you're into cinema, you, do go you to definitely the got like you you definitely felt the scale and the like mm. you, you it definitely felt grandiose. Yep. That's the best Lord of the Rings drinking game is anytime it's like a rotating panoramic uh, <laughs> around a landscape, you just drink until it's over. Oh my god! You'd be you'd be wasted. How many how many drinks do you go through? Yeah, if we, you know, if I'm only drinking White Claws, it's not. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Greg. Speaking so of what's White on Claws, the, what's what's on the docket for tonight? I just wanted us to like maybe change the format a bit sometimes, and I just wanted to do a quick like reaction discussion okay. here. Um, and I don't know what your familiarity was with this, but there was a professional player that recently posted a controversial tweet, and I thought, man, this would be something important to talk about. Um, so, are you familiar with what's going on, John? Yep. Okay. So, Dan, you may not be, but let me just run it down. On Twitter, Austin Hannum posted a couple days ago um, a question to his Twitter followers of whether or not they would support a biological male from participating in the FPO division within the PDGA. And the reason it was brought to my attention because I, I came upon a prodigy corporate post apologizing on behalf of the controversy that came of this Twitter post. So that yep. led me to dig down the rabbit hole to discover what happened. Now let's sort of just like get into it and talk about the issues, our thoughts, consequences, whatever. So John, what do you, what's your take on this? So I think it's important to address a couple of things first. Um, First of all, there is a transgender woman who's on Team Prodigy, um, which is the team that Austin Hannum is on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the way it was worded was not simply a question. I feel like there was a little bit of loaded meaning behind it. And it seemed like a disingenuous question. It seemed like it was a targeted... It seemed like a targeted comment. Um, and I think that that's an important distinction to make that it wasn't simply just a question being posed. It was, it it was a question with intent. Um, and as far as the whole topic issue, if you want to call it, that goes, there's protocol in place and the PDGA follows the rule set set forth by the international Olympic committee, which is the rules that are used in the Olympics. And if a transgender athlete is transitioning and they're following, they meet the criteria under the IOC, then there's no issue because they're following the protocols that are in place and there is no issue. And the other thing that I think that needs to be addressed is like, my opinion doesn't matter because I don't have, I don't have a horse in the race. 
I am neither transgender nor an FPO player. So my opinion shouldn't carry much weight. Um, but if you're asking, Greg, if you're asking how I feel on the matter, I feel as long as the athletes are following and meeting the guidelines that are set forth by the IOC and the PDGA, then it's not an issue at all. And people should be able to compete where they feel comfortable. And that's that. No, I definitely agree. I just wanted to instigate discussion and sure, right? Re- really, no. I agree with you. Your specifically your first point, which was like, what what was the point of the question in the first place? Like, it seemed hostile. Like, yes. w- why do you ask that question? Like, where does that even come from? I feel so. Like Dan and I were talking before we went live, and and we had talked about, you know wanting to ask those questions and sometimes those questions can feel uncomfortable especially if again if you are somebody that doesn't have a horse in the race but when you ask it to try to stir up stuff to try exactly what that is though when you're just shit posting when you're just shit posting it's not you're not doing any you're doing harm you're not doing any good there's no good that's going to come of that there's no education that's going to come from that it's only exactly. going to be negativity. Exactly. I mean, you, you can spin it in a lot of ways, but long, you know, the long and short of it, this topic is still delicate, and it will continue to be delicate. But you know, reaching out on Twitter to say what y'all think about this literally progresses nothing and helps nobody, um, because who okay. only stirs controversy. It seems thoughtless. It Correct. seems reactionary. It also, I, I mean. Is was it not true that like, you know, his partner went up against a transitioned FPO player? Is, wasn't there like a backstory behind this? Yes. So that's another part of it is that Katrina Allen, who is Austin Hannum's girlfriend, was competing at a tournament, I believe, the weekend prior to the comment being made, and Natalie Ryan, who is the transgender woman that is on Team Prodigy had beaten Katrina Allen in that tournament. And a lot of people, a lot of the speculation was, was this retaliatory about that, which feels even worse. That feels even more loaded and even more pointed and targeted than just a simple, what are your thoughts on, on this hot button issue? Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Just for the audience, just so you know, I'm going to just read the Twitter post verbatim. Disc golf hot take with an eyes emoji. All right, disc golf Twitter. What is you everyone's opinion on biological males playing in the FBO division at PDGA at disc golf pro tour? So, yeah, right. Yeah, Uh, I'm going to. Here's my hot take on this. Why don't you call them transitioned females? Because that's what they've working instead of saying biological. Mm -hmm. That's an insult Mm -hmm. in and of itself. To those people, to those human beings who have made those changes and, and tried to con- make their lives more comfortable, that that language alone should never have been put out. I agree. I agree. It's a hostile question, and I think there's a motive behind it that's even deeper that I didn't even know that Katrina, whether or not she's involved, I think there's hostility arising from just the words i think also adding the pdga and the pro disc golf tour that's bringing it to a whole other level this is like this is i feel like needs to be addressed i agree 
Now, how, that being said, what are your feelings on the way that Prodigy, which is the team that both Austin Hannum and Natalie Ryan are, are members of, what are your thoughts on how they address the situation? Okay, so as far as I know, they posted their like. Their that's statement. it. Yes. That was as far it. as I understand, that was the one statement that went out. I don't think that's enough. I think what they need to do is have some sort of a public intolerance of this because I feel like this is a form of hate on social media coming from I Austin Hannum. And I think he needs to get punished for it because they professional athletes or anyone to the caliber of like, the exposure of a professional athlete. And, you know, he may not be the top tier name, but I feel like anyone who follows the sport knows. The He's name. someone with a platform. He's exactly. someone that, so, that has a little bit of power. With that in mind, he knows his platform. He's got to know that because it's like his business. So mm-hmm. if he's going out and saying this sort of charged, distributing this charge type of rhetoric, he needs to be reminded that he's a representative of a company and he's a little bit more than, you know, your regular Joe Schmo on Twitter. He's got a following. So what he says has a little bit more weight and he needs to be more responsible with what he says. So I feel like there's, there needs to be a punishment for this. And I was thinking about it and I was talking to some people at work today about this. And like, I don't know if, because I kind of have an issue with cancel culture too. Because I agree, hundred percent. He he did he did post an apology as well. That didn't seem know, terribly sincere to it me. It didn't but... seem sincere, exactly. But I don't know, like, how far do you go? Like, what what punishment is appropriate? And for me, I think you know maybe. In addition to their letter, his sponsor company, Prodigy Disc, should maybe provide uh, like a social media post with him and Natalie. And like I feel like they should be represented as together because they're the same team. And but this country and the society I feel like I'm currently a part of is like so divisive. I feel like mm-hmm. we need to combat these messages of divisive hatred with like symbols of unity. And I feel like there needs to be some sort of representation of that. And yeah, th- that would provide closure to some extent too. Right. And not not even just symbols of unity, but true truthful action. Like mm-hmm. why not let yeah. this person have a chance to learn to progress that issue in a, in a, in a more positive way, um, you can apologize, and then you can also say, "I'm going to work with this trans athlete and and talk with them and be an advocate for this and and take what I've learned and spread it around." Um, we don't necessarily have to rip their head off, but we can also not be okay with it at the same time. There is a right. balance and there is a way to move forward. Absolutely. Now. We don't know how prodigies handled it in-house. We don't know what emails were sent to Austin Hannum or like what the conversation between prodigy and Austin was. I don't know necessarily know if it needs to be a public punishment. I just I wish that there was I, I don't know. I don't know it, it, who's who's if there were to be like a social media training, who's responsibility is that is that the 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 team like is it the sponsorship team that would put the the like say hey all of our players need to go through a social media 
like sensitivity training, essentially, like learning how to function on social media? Or is that something that the athlete should do on their own? Is it something that's ridiculous? You know, like this is so, going only going to become more of an issue in the future. So how do I, we stop that? Yeah, I think we talked about this a little bit earlier, Johnny. And one of the things that we shouldn't do is decide for this marginalized demographic how to punish somebody for marginalizing that demographic we need to get that person or group of people involved in what they think we should do to move forward that's so a really good point if, yeah, if, I I, i'm sorry i forgot her name natalie you said right N yeah natalie ryan if natalie feels insulted by this and she's part of this company she should be a part of whatever action is being taken too often in in this uh, jumps onto what you were saying, Greg. It's very reactionary. It's very harsh. It's very critical. It's very divisive. But sometimes we don't really hear from the other side. We just have other well-meaning white people deciding what the bad-meaning white people need to do when bad things happen. But it needs to be more inclusive and more thoughtful and more of a continuous conversation than just a, a suspension, fine, and slap on the wrist by a you know a CEO. You know. That's a really good point, Dan. Uh, I, I hundred percent agree with you. I, you know, and I haven't had a chance to listen to it, but I know Smashbox, which is another really big um, uh, disc golf podcast. They interviewed Natalie Ryan. I want to say it was the the day after this all happened. I want to say it was like yesterday, the day before. Um, and I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, so I don't know what was said there and i don't know how that was handled i have listened to several other podcasts and and heard some other opinions and it seems like just about everybody's kind of on the same page with us where it's like it's it's not necessarily our place to have an like to to figure that to have that punishment to figure out what that punishment should be but i do think that there should be some discourse surrounding this and I, I i am curious how this is going to play out in the future with you know sports in general not just with disc golf but like how this is going to continue to be an issue and how it's going to be absolved and in i w i hope that it's going to be perfectly accepted universally but i i, I i'm having a hard time seeing that path right now it's it's still new I mean, yes. you can go back to a lot of divisive issues in our country when we decided to integrate schools. How were we going to handle that? It won't right. be that long before this kind of thing. We're going to be like, why were we ever arguing about this? This is just how it should have been the whole way. I just don't think we're there as a society as a whole yet. But we will. Right. I'm hoping we'll get there. I'm hopeful that we'll get there, too. I think uh, we will. It's just I'm I'm yeah. curious to see. How you and I said it like as a cis straight white man with no uh, no real strife in my life. I have no place to, to put yeah, in my uh, right. <laughs> my opinion matters. Yeah, zero. I said that at the top. It's like my yeah. <laughs> my opinion don't matter. Nope. Nope. Only thing we can try to be is advocates for Correct. those who have a hard time being an advocate for themselves at times, if possible. I will say. There were a lot of people that seemed like they were coming to trans athletes defense and, and just, I guess, not even just trans athletes, but just like athletes defense in general. 
and seemed like their heart was in the right place, you know, saying, you know, Austin, this isn't, it's not appropriate. Like, Hey man, you need to watch your words better. Like it, it seemed like it was fairly productive. The, some of the comments, like there was definitely some nonsense, but it seemed like the vast majority of the people, at least the comments that I read were along those lines. Like, Hey man, like that's not all right, but weren't, it wasn't attacking him. It wasn't attacking, you know, any of the trans athletes that were involved. It was, I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. I think less people need to listen to Joe Rogan because he spews hate this way. That's for sure. And that's my hot take. <laughs> that's a spicy, spicy hot take. That is, that is a spicy take. There's a lot of bros mad at you right now, Greg. Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Are we missing anything? Because I just wanted this to be like a really short, quick, you know, have a response to something. I don't think we missed anything. The only thing I will say is, in general, be a good person. And if you see someone being picked on, put down, or marginalized, help them. Step in. Do something, whatever you're comfortable with whether that's getting someone else to help you and help that person or it's stepping in and telling the person that's being offensive to stop, be a good person. Just do the right thing. Don't be a dick. <laughs>